Today, in our last episode of Season 1, I talked with Whitley Harwell of All Things With Grace. This young woman will take us through the process of finding and reconnecting with God through broken relationships. Make time to listen to this full episode. I can't think of a better way to end Season 1. Let's talk church. Whitley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, I'm so glad that you um, said yes to my invitation. I just think that we're going to have a really good time today. I know that what you have to share is going to touch so many hearts, and I just can't wait for people to learn more about you and hear your story. So I've been asking a few of my guests, what words would you use to describe yourself? But today, just for you, I'm going to switch it up and ask you if you can invite three people to a formal dinner, living, dead, fictional, or real, who would they be and why? I love this question. And it definitely took some thought, but I would love to invite my grandmother, Letitia Johnson, who has passed away, my father, who has also passed away, Aaron, and President Barack Obama. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Very interesting mix. Now tell us why. Yes. So my grandmother, my grandmother, because of her wisdom, and I just, she passed away when I was in fourth grade. And a lot of my mom is always saying, you know, things that I do and say reminds me of her. And just to have that, that wisdom around and to sit and just to get those recipes that we didn't get. And yes. You know, just to be able to talk to her, especially in a time like this now. And then as a growing young woman, I would love to, you know, be able to sup with her and my father because we didn't have this great relationship Mm -hmm. and there are so many unanswered questions. And I would love to sit down and talk with him and perhaps just have that closure that we all long for. And... Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, because whenever he speaks, there is so much hope that comes out of his mouth. (laughs) And I would just love to just have one-on-one time with him and to be able to just hear from that wisdom. I mean, such a wonderful pillar in this, you know, in our history. And just to be able to sit with him and hear from him and just kind of chat it up with him would be amazing as well. Those are three amazing choices. Wow. <laughs> Very well thought through and everything. And I, you know, hey, I, I like that you're, um, you know, looking for those family recipes, getting those family ties, <laughs> getting some resolution and then getting some wisdom, all of those three tied together. So those are great choices. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, look, so I invited you on the podcast because I saw your story on Facebook and I was just blown away. I was struck by how bold and courageous you were to tell your story. And it's a personal story, but it's also a relatable story. I think people may be familiar with heartbreak or sorrow as a result of a a broken relationship, but the way that you presented it was striking and I could feel your heart. It felt like you were looking back and telling your testimony. To me, it was very much a, you know, let me go church a minute, you know, how I made it over story (laughs) (laughs) that gave the glory and honor to God. And so I wanted to offer you the same opportunity on this platform, because I think the way you're able to show how you, how 
you were how you strengthen your relationship with God is so very valuable. You're a living example of fortitude. You're a living example of obedience. So please, if you could just take our listeners back to that period of your life when you were ending a relationship that with a man that you were set to marry, what happened that led you to record the testimonial on Facebook? Man, okay. So I just felt like I wanted to make sure that what I went through because it was just so much, it was heartbreaking. It was, you know, it was huge. I wanted to make sure that I didn't allow it to turn into bitterness and that I just knew God was gonna turn it around for good. And I felt led to be transparent. But in order for me to do that, I had to forgive. I knew that if there was gonna be anything that I was gonna take from this and if I wanted to share it with people, it had to be from a heart posture that, of forgiveness and love, because in order for God to get the glory, it had to be just that. And I wanted it to shine only God. And so often when we go through heartbreak, we have bitterness in our heart, unforgiveness, anger. And I had to wait until God could heal me enough to be able to really share from a place of love And for him to get the glory, because in order for me to help someone in the way that God would want me to, he had to do some work, some heart work. And and from that heartbreak, he really did. He had to mend and I had to depend on him. But I would say, you know, with him showing me who he was, me, you know, breaking up and ending this relationship and making the ultimate decision to call off my wedding. You know, a lot of people were like, are you postponing it? Uh, What are you going to do? And it was more of a no. Not only am I calling the wedding off, but I am moving out of the home that we purchased together. I am breaking up with who I thought was going to be my life partner. And in the meantime, I'm going to move back in with my mom and (laughs) live in the room that I grew up in. So it was huge. Uh And what led me to post it was only for God to get the glory and for me to be transparent for people Uh to help someone, whether it was a woman or a man, you know, wanting to leave or trying to decide to leave a relationship or a job or just to make a turn and turn to God. And what does God's plan for my life look like to be able to walk away from your plans, what you have decided, Hey, this is what I want for my life. And this is how I want it to be. Cause you think about planning a wedding. That is the ultimate event of a lifetime that you're planning. So I think me going through that and down to the minute, the smallest detail And watching that fall to the ground, that made me turn to God. That made me say, hey, God, what do you want me to do? How can I give you the glory with my life? And it was a pruning. It was him stripping away everything. And um, I love John 15, which talks about, you know, being in him and being a part of that vine. And if I'm not connected with him, I'm nothing. And that showed, you know, my plans, my life at that time where I was, you know, orchestrating my own life and thinking that I had it all under control and trying to make things work in a relationship that was so toxic. That was me being apart from the vine. I wasn't connected. So that's so important. And I just needed to get it out. I felt like 
like I was, you know, pregnant with something, pregnant with my testimony. And I needed to birth that to whoever it, it would help, whoever God would have it to land on their ears for. That's wonderful. So what did this experience teach you then about yourself and about God? All in all, the experience taught me that I am resilient um, through his strength. It taught me that I can't rely on anyone but Christ, on God. It also taught me that I'm worth more than my plan for my life. Ooh. You know, God, his, his plans for us are far more than we could ever imagine. He wants us to live a life and live it more abundantly. And it's, we have to believe in that. We have to believe that what we're living right now, our current circumstances, nothing compared to what he has, that glory that he wants for us. He, he loves us so much that he wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to be happy and have joy and peace in our lives. And when we really when we really believe that for ourselves and believe in him who, who can give that and grant that to us, then everything changes. That's a whole mind thing, our perspective on the things that we invite into our lives, the things that we do, the things that we get involved in, and how we decide to focus in on him and make sure that we are giving him the glory in all the things and acknowledging him is really important. So yeah. It, it taught me about, I guess that's answering both questions <laughs> because what it taught me too about him. And like I mentioned earlier that I didn't have a great relationship with my father is that he's, he's the ultimate example of a father, regardless of what your earthly father was to you. He is a good, good father. And it took me time to go through the forgiveness of not only, you know, my ex, but the forgiveness of my father not being there and being that great example, because that relationship and relationship with men can tarnish the relationship or let's say taint the relationship that you're trying to have with God, mm -hmm. because you are comparing it to that when it's not comparable at all. And you really have to learn who he is. And you do that by getting to know him in his word and really standing on those promises and knowing that, wow, God, you, you're saying that you're with me. You're never going to leave me nor forsake me when abandonment was something that I was scared of because men had abandoned me, you know, several times uh -huh. and to know that he's never going to do that, that yeah. he's always going to love me, that it's not a conditional love. It's unconditional. And to know that I found that love that I've been looking for in men all my life, I find that in God, that is so refreshing and it's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, when you were thinking, when you're talking, I just constantly just kept hearing in my head, Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, God's <laughs> thoughts for God has, you know, good thoughts for us and he has good plans for us and he's going to bring us to an expected end. So I really, uh, yeah, that's, that's the first that kept resonating with me. And I'm so glad that you are choosing God's plans over, over your own. Mm -hmm. And it's a victory. <laughs> Yes. And that's the Holy Spirit that you had even mentioned that verse, because that was the verse that 
I had to focus in on. And when I tell you, I had to remind myself of this verse every day through my healing, mm-hmm. um, just oh, being ripped away from a life that I so greatly wanted, you know, and I still do. I, I still have great hope that, you know, I'm going to be married. I'm going to be a wife and I'm going to live this wonderful life and just be happy. And, you know, I'm going to break down these generational curses and be the first to really depend and trust God for this life that the desires of my heart. And Jeremiah 29 11 was definitely a verse that I had to keep repeating over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And it's such a, a familiar verse in the church, but when you really are going through something, <laughs> yeah. those verses come alive and you have to really depend on them for, I know the plans I have for you. I heard God saying that to me over and over. So who am I going to trust? I'm going to trust the one who, who knows the plan because I didn't when I, when I left that man, excuse me, when I left that relationship and when I moved out and I I was starting over in my heart, like I was peeling away from what I had in mind and I needed to get to know what God had in mind. And Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord Mm -hmm. plans to prosper you and never to harm Mm-hmm. And to know that I went through so much hurt, so much hurt. It, it just wasn't, you know, one thing. It was hurt over and over in this relationship, very toxic. Mm-hmm. So I know that the Lord is not going to harm me. And if I'm being harmed in a relationship or at a job or anything in life, then that's not of God. And that's how we know we must move on because God's plan is for hope. So I was able to hang on to that, that hope of things are going to get better, but in him, Mm -hmm. you know, my future is better, but only in him. Yeah. In him, we have better days. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, so the, you know, the adversary likes for us to keep things quiet or he, Mm -hmm. you know, he loves to try to shame us into, you know, into a corner so that we don't say what we need to say, but you broke through that wall and you went public. So once the information was out there, did you feel vulnerable or did you feel strong and assured? And then also with it, what type of response did you get? I mean, I know what I posted, but I don't know, you know, and I could read some of the other stuff, but that's, that's only a segment I'm sure of the response you got. So could you enlighten us on that? Yes. So after posting, I felt very vulnerable, even with, you know, I had a dear friend of mine who actually came up with all the questions. So it was, it was not rehearsed, but I felt like I was just releasing so much that was in me. And it truly was a move of God. And the Holy Spirit was definitely in the midst of both of us while we were recording this. And when I tell you, I felt you know, the vulnerability was definitely there, the strength to be able to unmute myself because I called it with grace unmuted. And I felt like God wanted me to voice. But like I said, let's see, that happened in January, 2020, when we, when we aired that, and I walked away from my, my relationship uh, 2019 in April, the end of April. So, you know, it took some time for me to be able to speak on it. 
and for it to really come out and come through as it being God, but very vulnerable. Um, I will say I felt strong because I felt like this was something that somebody needed, whether it was one person or the thousands that have seen it now. But I wanted, it, it was a pain that I went through that I didn't want to wish on my worst enemy. So I wanted to help somebody. And I, it took me going through the hurt and going through the healing where I realized, okay, if I, if there's something I can say, if, whether it's a, I've been there or listen to my story and maybe it can help you. If there's anything I can say that can help somebody, if God can use me, then I, I felt assured that, you know, God's going to get the glory from this. And the responses were overwhelming. Um, and very humbling. And it made me realize, okay, this is what God has called you to do, that he can take these afflictions and turn them around for his glory. It made it all worthwhile. (laughs) And it's hard. It's easier to say that now, but looking back on it, if I had to go through what I went through to help somebody maybe not commit suicide, maybe walk away from um, a death sentence where, you know, someone may have hurt them physically or just to change their life. Because here on the other side of that, how I came over is, is glory, it is peace, is joy. It's a life that I didn't realize that I could have mm-hmm. apart, from, apart from someone who wasn't meant for my life. I want everyone to experience that. I want everyone to experience what it's like to be in the plan of God. And I love it. I felt great when after I posted it and when I saw how many people were touched by it and moved by my my unmuting myself and telling my testimony, I knew that I was walking in God's plan for my life. Yes. So it, I you know, I still think on it and I think about what I was thinking whenever I saw it. And I was like, I mean, first off, number one, I never would have known unless she said anything. And then number two, I'm like, how strong is this young woman? You know, I'm so proud. And you know, not to be condescending or anything, but you know, I was just so proud of you and you know, being able to be really articulate and really express it is exactly what was on your heart. And the way that you gave glory to God throughout it all, you know, it was just very touching and very moving. And I think, you know, I think that's probably why it keeps gaining traction and why people keep looking, you know, looking at it and probably going back to look at it, look at it again. You know, it's just one of those things. Um, I think people real recognize it's real. You know, you really know when something is authentic and true and um, and not for the cameras. And what you did in recording that was so much just from the heart mm-hmm. and so led by the Lord. And so, you know, something like that, that's why you see it, you know, as popular as it is, is because it does help. Because even for someone that's not, you know, actively dating, it's something that they can tuck in, you know, little nuggets that they can kind of take in or, or you know, someone that's been had their heart broken before. It's kind of like, you know, oh, yes, I can relate. Yes, I can empathize. And yes, you know, life is better on the other side, you know, or someone who's raising kids, you know, or has younger, you know, girls that are, or boys, you know, that are kind of uh, coming through. Mm-hmm. life's challenges you know they sit them down let's have a let's have a conversation after we both watch this 
you know, right. let's, let's pull some lessons out of this so that we, so that you don't travel down this path, you know, let's, let's set some guardrails up so that, you know, we can, we can do as much as possible to kind of educate from this experience. And the fact that you were willing to just lay that all bare in such a manner, you know, it's, it's commendable. Thank so. you so much. Glory to God. And it was through <laughs> the strength that I was able to do it. <laughs> Yeah. And and I would want to say, you know, a part of me, I was just so worried. I will say this, just being transparent. I was worried about who would, you know, what people would say, you know, would I get a negative response, especially, you know, from my ex or from his family. But it was the heart of God that that what he instilled in me was, hey, follow me, do what I say, say what I say, tell you to say. And through that obedience, I knew that it would all be God. It would all be him and that he would get the glory. And that was my, my goal was to please him. Mm -hmm. And that no matter what other people thought or how they would feel about it was that it's going to help somebody. Mm -hmm. And and that was definitely my heart posture in that. So I, to hear you say that is it's very humbling and it just gives me even more confirmation that this is God. Yes, it's God, because even though you, you, I think you touched on him a little bit, um, but it was never from a negative point of view. And I, I was like, that's the Lord also, because, you know, he has to, he has done the work of um, erasing or uprooting any bitterness or anything. It's not that you made comments to harm him at all. It was, you know, more comments like he was part of the story. So now I got to bring him in for a little bit to, to kind of make this point. But then I'm going to slide him right back out and to keep the focus on the Lord <laughs> and keep right. the focus on me. And that's what also was very helpful because, you know, I mean, people love gossip and and like, you know, who is the juicy part? What's she going to talk about? You know, and like right. if, if they were looking for that, then they were disappointed. <laughs> Disappointed. And I think, you know, how many people call up their wedding or walk away from a relationship and actually share? How many people actually say, you know, hey, I was where you were, or this is how I, I made it over. This is these are the steps. So, you know, to be able to be transparent, that's what we need, especially those who claim to be Christians, those who have a relationship with Christ. We're here to help each other, to serve each other, even in our hurt and not to look for anything in return. So how is God calling you to serve other people? And maybe they've gone through something you're going through or you've been through before. And it's up to us to share with them and to help them along the way and not sit back and judge, oh, that's how she's going through when you went through too. And it's it's sinning when they're doing it, but it's a situation where you're doing it. So to have that heart posture of, of serving, Mm -hmm. It is very important. I believe that's what God has called us to do. Yeah. Well, speaking of serving, let's talk about this ministry. So can okay. you tell us about the genesis of all things with grace and what this ministry is all about? Yes. So all things with grace, God really put it on my heart that especially going through this now, all things with grace did, you know, it was derived before um, I went through everything, but I do believe he has a purpose in allowing us to go through things to really reveal to us, you know, the purpose of what he wants to do in our lives. So all things wit and, you know, it's, of course, it's a play on words. So it's supposed to be with, but my name is Whitley. So wit grace, and it's about 
doing all things with grace. So how has God, you know, the Bible talks about how grace, his grace is sufficient. And in all things, he gives us everything we need, whether that's the strength to go through something or the love or the forgiveness. And it's, it's covering all situations. So through your life journey, how are you applying more grace, whether that's to yourself or to others or to situations? And we can, you know, kind of just take from how God has loved on us and how he's bestowed his grace and his forgiveness on us over and over and how us in return are supposed to do that for other people. So all things with grace. All right. <laughs> all right. I like that. Yeah. Well, if you could speak to the heart of a person who either doesn't know God or has temporarily just put God on the back burner and has chosen other things or other people over God, what would you say? You know, how could you alert them to the danger of regarding their relationship with God as optional instead of essential? Yes. So I would love to alert anybody um, who would feel like they have enough power in their being to basically make things happen for their life and to know, you know, after I, you know, I think unconsciously I was doing that, you know, basically kind of putting God on the back burner and going after what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I think we do that a lot sometimes because, you know, it's, we're going off our feelings. We're going off of, you know, what we want, but we're not truly seeking God about what he wants for our lives and what that really entails us seeking him and doing that dig work for our life and getting to know him and, you know, aligning our desires up with him and making sure that we're pleasing him in everything that we do that takes work. But I want to alert them to that danger because what happens is when you take the time to plan for your own life and you've done so much trying to figure things out and make things work and put your own glue and your own tape on things to make things work out, ultimately it all falls apart. And with that falling apart, there's a lot of destruction and hurt and, you know, us trying to figure things out and, you know, being hurt and just upset. So to save your time, to save yourself from that, <laughs> from that destruction. And it's not something that God causes and causes to happen in our lives. It's something that we cause to happen. And mm -hmm. it just so happens that he's right there with his mercy and his grace to right. help us. But instead of us going through this revolving, I like to say a rat race where you're in that little what is that like a little rep or Man. you're not going yeah you're not going on, anywhere on, wheel, on that wheel, on that wheel yeah so <laughs> you're you're in that that little ball you're in that wheel and your your little feet are going as fast as they can but you're not going anywhere really essentially um but to save yourself that time I was speaking with someone the other day and it's like when you're not uh, tuning in to what God is saying for your life, you're not listening to his instructions, you're going left and he's saying go right, you can cost yourself years. Yes. Years of taking the scenic route is what I like to say, because uh -huh. none of us have enough power to hinder God's ultimate purpose for our life. And it's always going to take us right back to where he wants us to be. So instead of wasting that time, instead of going the scenic route, which in that scenic route, you're going to run into more heartbreak. You're going to run into 
more disappointments than you would. You're just causing yourself. Yeah, you're learning lessons, but you're causing yourself to go through unnecessary trauma. Just go the direction that God wants you to go. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the story of, you know, Nineveh and, you know, well, excuse me, not Nineveh, Jonah going, he's supposed to go to Nineveh, but his supposed to go to Nineveh. <laughs> so his journey, you know, all of that, we just, okay, save yourself from the danger of yourself and follow Christ. And then for those that are, are broken and, and that heartbreak, you know, at the end of the day, God is your healer. You have to depend on him. And how much more heartbreak do you want to go through before really you ultimately turn to him? Because it took for me to really be broken for me to say, okay, God, and for me to relinquish all of my control that I thought I had on my life Mm -hmm. to just really give it to him. Yeah, really give it to him. And it was in my, and I mentioned in in the documentary, you know, how I was just, I just was laying in my bed and I could just feel God, like I could feel him mending and, and putting my heart back together. And that was, you know, I had to trust him in that time to know that he was really, you know, just helping me, helping and healing me. And it was him. And I could feel this warm presence. And from then on, I say, you know what, this, this is your life, God. My life is your life. Your plans are my plans and you can have it all. No more walking around in the wilderness. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and you, you, um, I was thinking about the Israelites, how they spent, you know, 40 years wasting oh time God. in the wilderness, mm-hmm. but it did cause that generation to die out when, when the yeah. faithful generation could, you know, take mm-hmm. over and leave. So, yeah. Yeah, something to be said about being obedient from jump and, uh, you know, following the Lord's and the Lord's Lord's direction and timing and instruction will always get you where you need to be. So if you could come alongside of someone who is still feeling broken as a result of a relationship that ended, what encouragement would you give and how did you find hope? Wonderful question. So my encouragement for someone that is still feeling broken or heartbroken would be that there's so much light on the other side and that it's not going to happen overnight and that it is so important that you don't try to listen to what your heart is telling you in this moment because one, your heart is broken. And it is important that you are listening to what you know is right for your life. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is, what is logically sound for you to one, walk away, stay away from the situation, but listening to your heart will have you back into that relationship. It will have you back doing the things that you know are not good for you because it's going to take time. You need to allow time for your heart to heal. So my encouragement would be to surround yourself with sound wisdom someone who is going to tell you what's best for you because you're not thinking straight. You're not, you're not, you're, you're thinking with your feelings and you're in your emotions, especially after a heartbreak, after mm-hmm. you leaving a relationship. And it's so important that you have people around you that you can trust. And I want to encourage that person to make, you know, once you've taken that step towards being out of that relationship and that step towards God, do that, then that's when 
you know, for me, my hope was there. And I always, I've always had a huge vision of hope, a huge heart of hope. Um, Even with me going through this heartbreak, I had a friend, you know, um, a girlfriend tell me, she said, you know, Whitley, you never lost that hope. How did you do that? How did you not give up on your dreams? How did you, how do you still feel like you're going to be a wife? You're going to have this life that you've, you've always hoped for. How did you not lose that hope? And it was because I knew I wasn't going to allow one person (laughs) or one bad relationship to, you know, sabotage that from me, take that from me, that, that I'm so much, my worth is so much more. And I had to keep holding on to that because I knew that was a desire. It's been a desire of mine for so long. And I knew that because God loves me and because he has this wonderful plan for me that that's going to be a part of it. So I, I kept that hope. I found it in him and it just became stronger and stronger as I, you know, stayed away. And as I continued to heal from my relationship. So, yeah, there's always hope in the Lord. When you place your hope there, you know, it's secure. That's right. All right. So for a person who may be stuck in trying to figure out their next move, whether they should stay in the relationship or move out on faith, what scripture could you give them to meditate on? So a scripture that's always stuck out with me. And, and if you don't mind, I would like to share two. And oh, sure. the first scripture was the one that you mentioned earlier. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11. 29, 11. And that's such a familiar one, but it's so true. And it helped me so much. Like I, I mentioned earlier, but I'll recite it for, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and to never harm you plans to give you hope and a future. That was my scripture that I had to continuously throughout the day and, you know, over and over, even, you know, <laughs> throughout the day, because <laughs> like a broken record, because it, it basically says God is saying to you, I know the plans for your life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what kind of plans are those? They're going to prosper you. They're going to increase you. They're going to take you from where you are right now and propel you into a higher level into you know better than where you are so that means the grass is greener over there <laughs> and then it's not going to harm you so no plan of god's is going to bring any harm to your life to your being to your heart it's not going to be any confusion it's it's all for your good and then it's going to give you hope so if you have hope you're excited you you are you got something you're looking forward to and it's a future or some verses say an expected end so oh my goodness just reading that right now I'm getting excited because I'm like thank you Lord and I can stand on that and the other one comes from after Moses has written the 10 commandments and God is saying He's saying, so be careful. And this is coming from Deuteronomy uh, 5.32. Be careful to do what the Lord your God has commanded you. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you. So the days, excuse me, so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited reading that one too. And I have to focus in on that. He gave me that one this year. 
but be careful. So it's not going to be always easy, but you need to be careful to do what God has told you to do. What is the Lord telling you to do right now? Do those things. He's commanded them of you. Do not turn to the right or left. You need to stay on the straight and narrow, follow him, focusing on him. And you're going to do this. And what is this after you're doing this or because you're obeying him, this is what he's going to allow to happen. You're going to live and you're going to prosper. That's still going back to Jeremiah 29, 11. Yeah. And it's going to prolong your days in the land. What are you about to possess that you will possess? So glory to God. Like those two scriptures have encouraged me so much and I've been able to stand on them. And I've been able to stand on those without even being able to see. Like I, you know, we, we, we have that hope and that expected, but I can't see. So through my faith, knowing that, I can stand on these two scriptures alone and, and know that God's got me that, you know, so I would definitely give those two scriptures for somebody to meditate on. That's Deuteronomy 5.32 and Jeremiah 29.11. Excellent choices. I'm glad you brought in the faith piece. I mean, we're, we've been touching on it anyway, but just explicitly saying that faith piece because it leads us into our next thought here about trusting God. You know, you mm-hmm. have to have, you know, those two things working together, you know, <laughs> to, to, to be able to follow God. So um, your faith is working, which means you're trusting God, which means you can obey God. And trusting God is the key ingredient to obeying God. So if, if, um, it was in that trust that you picked up from one city and moved to another. So how did you know that you could trust God to protect and provide for you as you started fresh? Yes. And I, I want to say that I mentioned earlier, John 15, um, being in that connected to the vine, mm-hmm. and God will prune you. And I felt like me, you know, my 2019 walking away from the relationship and moving out of the home. And, you know, I felt like that was God pruning me. And in order for me to trust that pruning process and God showing me, hey, I've got you. And it wasn't something that he showed me. It was like, I had to have faith, of course, but that faith was built and became stronger over time because as when I left and walked away from that relationship, I didn't know what was next. I had to depend. And sometimes God will strip you away. He'll prune you to the point where there's nothing there. So that way you can depend on him. On Him, It's like he wants you to come to the end of yourself. So that way you can come to the beginning of him. Like, you know, empty my cup, Lord, so you can fill it up. Yes. So that trust, it, it, it definitely built over time. And I knew I could trust him because once you take that step, he'll show you. So it's, it's not something I can say, okay, here are the five steps of, you know, after you break up or after you leave a job, this is what God is going to do, but you really have to learn to trust him. And I remember saying, okay, I trust you, God. I trust you. What's the next step? Mm -hmm. And I said it crying. I said it scared. I said it worried, but he kept showing me over and over. So I made my move to Charlotte, North Carolina, officially January 1st of this year of 2020. But like I said, break the breakup was in April 
of 2019. So those months leading up to that took some healing and, and, and God pruning and he prunes away the things that are not fruitful in our lives. So that's something else to, to be encouraged that when something is taken away from you, it's because you don't need it anymore. So the, that fruit is, it, there's, it's not producing anything. So you have to go ahead and allow God to prune you so that way something else can grow, more mm-hmm. fruit. And he'll prune back those things. Maybe it's a gift that you know you are working on or he's trying to reveal in your life. And because he's pruned the other thing, now more fruit can come from the other vine So, or the other branch, excuse me. So I could trust him to protect me, one, because he got me out of the, the relationship. He saved me at times where I look back that were very dark. I could trust him with that. And I also could trust him to provide because of the steps that I was taking towards him where he was providing. So it was a gradual trust, a growth in my trust in him that now, you know, even being on the other side, now that I'm dealing with something where I have to trust him, it's a lot easier because I can look back on when he had me in 2019 and he's reminding me hey I had you then um, you didn't have anything then now look what look where you are and will I not have you now so yeah having that track record with the Lord mm-hmm. you know a history where you a can history. say yeah, okay we've been here and he delivered me so mm-hmm. he's the same God so if I trusted him then I can trust him now if he delivered me then he's going to deliver me now you know, so having that, that track record is something that is essential, you know, to, to the Christian journey, because you're right, you know, you just build on it, you just keep building and keep building and as you keep building your faith does increase, and, um, and the journey becomes a little bit easier, and then people look at you and be like, well, how did you know you could get through that? Because I've been through other things with the Lord and he has never failed me. Never, 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 you know, and they're like, oh, wow. So maybe I can trust him. Yes, you can, sis. Yes, yeah. you can, brother. <laughs> step by step and round by round. Here we go. <laughs> right. So having family and friends, those people that you can trust not to steer you wrong is essential to staying on a good path. But for someone who may be feeling lonely or afraid that uh, afraid to share what they're going through, what things could they do on their own to help them sort through what it is that they're dealing with? I like to suggest a pro and con list, or sometimes I'll even suggest journaling and meditating on scripture. But surely there's more than that. Could you give us some ideas or methods that you personally used? Yes. So I also love these um, these suggestions that you have given because some of those are mine as well. But there was something that I did when I was going through my healing process. And that was, I had this whiteboard and I would write either an affirmation or a scripture on it. And I had it hanging up in my bedroom. And mind you, this was the bedroom that I grew up in. So I was surrounded by everything that reminded me that one, my wedding did not happen, um, that I was, you know, not living in the home, the house that I created a home, you know, everything reminded me of that, but I had to stay focused and I believe it was something that God told me to do. So every week 
I would write this down and it would be your worth or it would be something like different affirmations or scripture. And throughout the day, I would look at it. I would even take a picture of it and I had it as my um, screen for my phone. Uh So it was something that I always focused in on. And it didn't always have to be a Bible verse, but it was something that gave me even more hope. Yeah. It gave me some light because when you are going through a breakup or trying to go through that healing, you always are going to have your feelings in the way. So you have to focus in some on something that is solid, something is, is that is a promise for you, something that is going to keep your head on the straight and narrow, not on a swivel. So I would focus in on this affirmation. And I would make sure that I always focused in, especially when I was hurt or crying or discouraged, I would make sure that this was something that I would always look at, always say, recite to myself and even post-its. So I would take scriptures or sayings about myself and write them on the post-it and I put them on my mirror. So I always see them. And then when I was at work, I would put them on the bottom of the the computer screen. Uh So that way I could see them. And I would always, you know, it would always be there. You know, I believe that out of sight, out of mind. Um, So this was something that I would have in my sight at all times, whether it was a scripture, whether it was a saying, whether it was a piece of wisdom, And sometimes when you're hurt, like I said earlier, your heart is broken. So, you know, even some of the wisdom that people give you hurts. Uh What I mean by that is if you've just broken up with someone and someone says, oh, you're going to be okay," or, oh, that person wasn't good for you. That's not something that you can really comprehend at that moment, but it sticks with you and, you know, later on through your healing, you'll hear it again. And it means something different because your heart is healing. Uh So um, definitely post-its, definitely writing down, doing affirmations. Those are great things. And then another thing that helped me is counseling. Yeah. Uh, therapy. Therapy. I believe in going to a therapist or a counselor that knows God and incorporates you know, a relationship with Christ in their teaching or in their guidance, but that definitely helped me as well. Amen. Well, I got to tell you, you've been a fantastic guest. We have really just enjoyed, um, you know, having you on and listening to your heart as you just kind of recount some of these things and then give aid, um, you know, how you're working to serve um, anyone that might be listening to this podcast. And so I just thank you for that. Thank you. This was definitely an honor. And to be able to sit down and talk with you, I I love it. And I look up to you with all your wisdom. I've watched you for years. So (laughs) (laughs) and for you to invite me on this, of course, my answer was yes. (laughs) I'm so glad you did. Look, uh, I know people are going to want to know how they can get in contact with you. Could you please tell us how people can get in contact with your ministry via Facebook or whatever platforms um, that you're ready to share? So right now we are on Instagram and my handle for Instagram is all things with grace, W-H-I-T. So, and then we're also on Facebook. So you can find us on Facebook and that's with grace. And 
I personally am on Facebook, always sharing everything. And my name is Whitley Harwell. So I'm on there as well. Well, I'm sure that uh, everyone that jumps on one of your pages uh, or one of your platforms is blessed uh, by what you have to share. So thank you again. And, uh, you know, let's look into uh, having a brand new year and new things from the Lord. And I I trust God with you. And I'm believing God with you that you'll have the desires of your heart. Thank you so much. You have been listening to Let's Talk Church, a podcast designed for the curious and the convinced. Join us weekly as we explore and get more comfortable with Christianity. If you haven't done so already, please click subscribe. Also, you're welcome to join us on Instagram at Talk Church. We pray that our God will bless and keep you.